Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Barry Ferguson. Played for Rangers, Blackburn, Rangers again, Birmingham, Blackpool, Fleetwood and Clyde. 45 caps for Scotland, almost 300 appearances for Rangers, five-time Scottish League winner, five-time Scottish Cup winner, one-time English League Cup winner, currently manager of Kelty Hearts and, of course, author. But let's see what the book club thought in today's The Football Book Club. It's a very trad football book, you know. It's a bit more like Dad picks up from WH Smith's on the way to Tenerife 5. I'm a 31-year-old man. I'm not going to sit and wait for a sad Dutchman to finish his food. I could be playing against Diego Maradona, and it wouldn't bother my ass. Well, I'll give you four words. Uh, footballing drunk hates Blackburn. He says this sentence. Now, does he mean front or back end? Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each week we read yet another obscure footballer's autobiography. Less Geoffrey Chaucer, more Jeff Horsfield. I'm James Berg and over the weeks we'll be reading classics such as Lee Trundle's More Than Just Tricks and Park Ji-sung's My Story. That's sadly only in Korean. But today we're reading Barry Ferguson's blue subheading The Life and Times of Barry Ferguson. And reading it with me are Jack Bernhardt. Hello. Natasha Daniels. Hello. And well, <laughs> oh, okay, American thing. Uh, and welcome back, Tom Coles. Hello. Not, yeah. not as American. Not as American. No. That one. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with with not. Or maybe that was your American accent. <laughs> um, how how are we all doing, guys? We all good? Good. We got the resident Rangers uh, Rangers expert back. Yes. Yeah. First Lorenzo, now this. Um, but, I genuinely don't think I've ever seen a Rangers game either. So I've read more <laughs> Rangers books than I have watched Rangers matches. I just really like how we've been like, oh yeah, Tom, you're a, you're a Rangers expert. And you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> we should do that with more people. Just like make them arbitrary experts on something. Yeah. Like get, I don't know, uh, James A. Castor on to be our broth correspondent or something <laughs> like that. He won't come on. Um, big fan. <laughs> We know our place. We know our we place. We know our place. Big fans of Big Barry? <laughs> <laughs> that is... That's a question to the, all of you. That is uh, the worst reaction that question has <laughs> ever got. No one's ever asked that question. <laughs> um, yes. But I, there's caveats. Okay, okay. And, uh, about, uh, this is about the book, you mean? Not as yeah. uh, not about Barry Ferguson, the person. Well, the, the man. Person, the, the man. Okay. The man himself. I feel like he put a lot of himself onto these pages, so he did. I think you can judge mm-hmm. them quite similarly. And I had one view of him once I'd finished reading said book, 
And one view of him, once I went down a Google Are you trying to like Google build up your hole, essay word count? Yeah. <laughs> I went down a Google hole to kind of fill in some gaps, and he's a different man than I thought. Than he presents. <laughs> he is. Ooh. For a man who presents a lot of stuff in the book, that is true. Yeah. There are, there are other things I don't want to get missing. to it too soon, but yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. There are gaps. Oh, this is interesting. I'm looking forward to these coming out slowly <laughs> during the podcast. Rangers expert Tom, uh, just mm. a quick uh, synopsis of his career stats and goals <laughs> when he was playing a Scottish. <laughs> he, he played in midfield, I think, for a long period of time. And according to the book, he went to Blackburn and then back to Rangers, and that's where it ends. <laughs> oh, well, he's the expert. He's. Uh... Yeah. Did you write the book with him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see what Amazon is saying. The book has 4.6 stars from Ooh. seven reviews. Still pretty Ooh. good. Yeah, That's high. Know. That is high. Yeah, it is. It is. High. <laughs> okay, Tom's <laughs> given away a lot about what he thinks about the book. <laughs> Here's a five-star review from C. Walker. That's as in the letter C, not someone who walks on the sea. Like <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's, it is a cryptic reference yeah. to Jesus. Could be. Um, the sea could also stand for Christ. Anyway, uh, it's entitled, the, the review is entitled, Brand New Book Arrived Quickly. Uh, and it reads, Brand New Book Arrived Quickly. The Life and Times of Barry Ferguson. If interested in him, in order this book. If not interested in him, do not order. <laughs> mm, that's where we went wrong, isn't it? We shouldn't have ordered the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, however, um, C. Walker uh, did recently buy an espresso cup and said, keeps the coffee much warmer than standard cup. So we know he's a man of taste. We know he's a man <laughs> of taste. Okay. Uh, that's the first time I've gone into someone's uh, purchase history for quite a while, actually. It was quite fun. It's, it's deeply creepy. <laughs> it's not my fault Amazon lets you do it. I'm very concerned now. I'm never reviewing anything ever again. I, I, yeah. I've already been on your account, uh, Buzz. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> okay, we're going to go into more depth about the book. We'll be doing a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, and of course, our friend Ken Zong is back with another chant. But first, in a sentence or two, what do you think of the book? Let's start with Tom as you're back on the show. Oh, well, I'll give you four words. Uh, footballing drunk hates Blackburn. I think that sums it up. <laughs> that sounds like a crossword clue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does, it does. Someone in cryptic crosswords being like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's like, there's a headline. It's like a daily record headline. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, and you, you, Say no more, actually. Let's move on to Jack. I think that, that sums it up. What did uh, you think, Jack? I thought it was really... I thought the book itself wasn't particularly interesting, but the context of the book is fascinating. Ah. ah. Um, there we go. That's all I'll say. Cryptic. That's a good headline as well. Not quite as, not quite as explosive <laughs> not, as Football Drunk Hates Blackburn. <laughs> football Drunk Hates Blackburn. Context makes it good. That's my, <laughs> that's my headline. Uh, and Natasha Daniels, what did you think of the book? I think it's, uh, compared to the ones that we've read recently, it's very trad. It's a very trad mm. football book. You know, It's mm. a bit more like Dad Picks Up from WH Smith's On the Way to Tenerife vibe. Whereas the other ones, <laughs> That's a really good description. the other ones we've done lately are a bit left field, aren't they? This one was very much exactly what it says on the tin. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. Oh my God, it was really bottom. route one, wasn't it? You yes. could read this on a flight to Tenerife quite easily. Yeah. Actually, it is a. I did fly through this book. However, I would say it is the ultimate premature book of the ones we've had so far. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he wrote it at 26, I think. A lot of them have yeah. been premature. But yeah. Depay had at least, you know, you know, he at least had like ventured into seven different careers by the time yeah, that's uh, true. he'd written the book. Whereas Ferguson's only ever... As far as I know, he's only ever been abroad once. To, yeah. to, or at least you've been to Blackburn, that's it. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I flew through it, but it wasn't the best, to be honest. However, the name, as we've mentioned before in on several things, is incredible. Blue, the life and times of Barry Ferguson. I love I, it. I think there was a lot about the life of Barry Ferguson. Not sure about the times of Barry Ferguson. That's what I want to know. <laughs> I want like, to the, the external context of the world in which Barry Ferguson exists. We're talking 2003, the Iraq War. I want more of that, you know? <laughs> no, he does not want you to know anything else that's going on in the world, because trust me, I did my research. And he's, he's hiding some real skeletons in that closet. There's a bombshell coming in this episode. I really hope we don't get sued about it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it linked to the Iraq War? <laughs> Did he write the Chilcot uh, Inquiry? Yeah. <laughs> Stay when you say a, when you say he's got a bomb, there's a bombshell. Is it a WMD? <laughs> <laughs> That's the smoking gun. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I can. Um, I'm desperate to hear this. So, I mean, the, yeah. the quicker we get there, the better. <laughs> get through the podcast. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Get to the libel. That's all I mean. That's, um, that's been most of our reviews, to be honest. <laughs> True. Get to the libel. <laughs> but also, um, a very brief uh, picture section. One of the highlights of the book, which Jack sadly hasn't got, for reasons we'll explain in a little bit. Mm. But a uh, picture on the back. Incredibly high shorts. No one can see yeah. the thing I'm pointing at, but yeah, oh, that is a high-waisted pose. That's Simon Cowell's circa 2008 height. Mm. Yeah, when um, Simon Cowell played in the old firm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Real low point for like... Scottish football, that one. <laughs> it looks like when you play Sunday League, and what they've got is four extra large shorts in the bag. <laughs> and yes. you, you've, just, yeah. you've turned up too late, and you've got the big shorts. Yeah. Well, this is this is um, exactly what uh, Dick Advocat was trying to, to make sure didn't happen. True. Because Dick Advocat hates oh. long shorts. No, no, he hates tight shorts. Oh, he hates, does he hate tight shorts? I can't remember if he hates tight shorts. I listened to the old episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think he hates. I think he hates tight uh, Rangers expert Tom. Yeah, as Rangers correspondent, um, Lorenzo Maruso liked a tight short. That, uh, okay, so yeah, this is this, okay. He wasn't so. allowed to wear the shorts he liked to reveal his uh, shaved his... legs, which was only revealed in this book, the Barry Ferguson book, mentioned Amoruso's shaved legs. That's was true. He got his own book. We got more context point. about Lorenzo Amoruso. I felt like we filled out Lorenzo Amoruso more clearly. So in, in some sense, we do have the times of Barry Ferguson. There's, there's context there, isn't there? Oh. <laughs> based I think we should keep going back to the title throughout the episode. <laughs> the book kind of kicks off uh, with a foreword, but actually it starts off with some acknowledgements in which he thanks not one, but two Indian restaurants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then it's got a foreword by uh, David Murray, uh, the former chairman of Rangers. But the book itself was written in 2006 soon after he returned to rangers from blackburn well at least the hardback is i can see jack looking at me jack mm. you messaged me saying you had a real bombshell because you have the paperback and it is very different it is very different because your book ends with uh paul Le Guen coming in to rangers after alex mcleish's uh resigns in 2006 and uh, yep. my book starts in 2007 new year's day 2007 with uh paul Le Guen saying as long as i am manager here you will not play for this club again you are not <gasps> the captain of rangers anymore oh my word 
And he, he, he talks about how awful this is and says it's really, really terrible. But the reason he says it's really terrible is that he doesn't know what to do because he talks to his autobiography like ghostwriter and says, what are we going to do? The hardback is already in kids' Christmas stockings. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, are we going to go around every child's house and take it out and then yeah. rip it up? <laughs> rip it up? <laughs> what are we going to do? I'm pretty sure they'd be in quite a controlled area, so you probably could do it. Yeah, that's true. It, it was widespread, you know, sales. Yeah, of, it wouldn't so. take too long. Just like oh, I thought you meant like, well, he's going to have to like go through the chimney and steal all these... Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's like a kind of Grinch kind of style film. Weird Barry Ferguson Grinch. No, but but he he was, I mean, he's genuinely like, what do I do? Like, I'm going to be kicked out and this book is coming out and I will no longer be Captain of Rangers. And what, like, literally, what do I do at this point? I I can see why that'd be concerning because as Tash, Tom and I will all be able to attest to, the whole book is basically him talking about how delighted he is to be back at Rangers. So I cannot Mm -hmm. imagine how a book can start... Uh, the, the paperback is totally different because it presumably starts with that chapter and then just goes into the same book where he talks about how much he loves Rangers. But, Pretty much. And how how excited he is to stay there for the rest of his career, which well, is he, all he talks about in the book. And then it, now in, it's been ruined by this first chapter where it goes, well, I'm off. <laughs> See in ya. fairness, the first chapter, well, the first chapter is called uh, Paul Lagon, which is a pun. Very clever. Uh, that was one of the puns in this book. One of the only puns? Did I get an extra pun? Yeah, I think like you got I, the only pun yeah, in the book. I got the only yeah. pun in the book. That's good. That was a treat for paperback customers. Um, <laughs> a pun wait, for you. But Paul, so, so, Gon, Paul Le Guin didn't go. He point. did go. Paul Le Guin. Oh, has he gone in that part of the book? So, yes. So, this is what's really confusing about it. The book okay. starts with Barry Ferguson saying, I'm never going to play for Rangers again. And then mid- midway through that chapter, Paul Le Guin is sacked, and in comes Walter Smith and brings Barry Ferguson back into the fold. Oh, okay. So, that then resolves it. That's a. How convenient! What a convenient narrative! <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. I I literally think Barry Ferguson must have said to um, you know David Murray, the uh, the chairman, like yeah. literally, my book is going to be so hard to rewrite. Yeah. You have to fire this manager. Those seven customers on Amazon won't have a fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> they will be. Uh, they, it'll be. It'll be hell on the Amazon review site. Yeah. I have to say though. I, I much preferred our opening line. Yes, well, uh, yes. T- Tom, I know you're a huge fan of it. I absolutely am. Uh, all great books have great openings, don't they? It's the best of times, it's the worst of times. Uh, <laughs> but Barry Ferguson has opted for a Mark Hughes quote. Uh, you want to transfer? Fuck off at my office. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, better. He later, That's a, yeah. he, he later goes on to talk about, hopefully I'm not jumping too far ahead, but later goes on to talk about when he was a child, him having really severe night terrors. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, and he says if this book achieves one thing, it's small children reading it, <laughs> realizing they if they have the same uh, issue, they don't need to be alone. <laughs> now, if this is aimed, at, if this is aimed at small children, yeah, why is he first. starting with a Mark Hughes quote saying, yeah. "Get the fuck out my office"? <laughs> Know your audience, Barry. Now, now children are only going to have nightmares about Mark Hughes, swearing. Yeah. <laughs> well, generation my Scottish night- children. Replace my night terrors. Now I just have a, a horrible nightmare about a scary Welshman. <laughs> Tell me to we fuck will, off out of his office. We will get into Young Barry in a bit because that is yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the, one of the strangest parts we've had of the book so far. But that first chapter, which we have, is uh, Barry that's, leaving that's Rangers. Con- confusingly, that's my second chapter. 
So right, okay. So my oh, first so chapter still have that chapter. Well, yeah. what's weird? The first chapter is like you're never playing for Rangers ever again. Uh, get out! No way! I'm gone now. A new person, and then it switches back to Barry Ferguson in Blackburn, and someone telling that he'll never leave Blackburn. So I was all over the shop. <laughs> from a very Are you sure quick... you didn't get like Alex Ferguson's book or something? <laughs> <laughs> you read, like, totally different one. I think I got Alex Ferguson writing the life and times of Barry, <laughs> Barry, Ferguson. Barry Ferguson. So he's he's all he's all at sea. <laughs> So R1 is all about uh, him returning to Rangers after his... Uh, he, he went from Rangers to Blackburn for a bit to try it out, hated it, uh, and then comes back. And it, the whole book, basically, feels like a PR stunt. I don't know where this was released, whether it was released through the club shop, first of all, mm. or what. But mm. um, it does feel... It's all about his mistakes in leaving. And it's him trying to make everyone love him again, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a three hundred word apology to the Rangers fans, isn't it? Yeah. It is very it little is. more yeah. than that. Three hundred pages, not three hundred words. Yeah, not words. All of the proceeds go to Rangers. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, the Rangers charity, mm. not to the club, Jack. To the charity. Okay. No. Well, yeah. to be honest, at the time, Rangers probably so didn't we can need buy the money, Barry so. back again when he leaves next. Time. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is true. Again, he, he's very tormented by the move and the fact he ever left Rangers, and then three years later, he's gone off to Birmingham again. So, yeah. <laughs> so weird. I don't know. He didn't, didn't learn much, did he? <laughs> young Barry Ferguson. Young, young, young Barry Ferguson. And he's not that old when you wrote the book. He's 26, I think, when you wrote it. He's 28. However. Oh, he's, tw- he's, he's 28. In my book, confusingly. Benjamin oh, Ferguson. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> However, he grows up and with a genuinely pretty tormented childhood. He has these horrible dreams. Yeah. And it, it, it just, it kind of kicks off. I had, I, I'm gonna, I've got this sound effect lined up for the whole episode because um, I've noticed that for someone who's had qu- achieved a lot in his career, most chapters are incredibly bleak and he starts mm. off everything very sad uh, he doesn't really find many positives and stuff see so that's got- why I thought it was called blue I've got this lined <laughs> up every time every time anything sad happens I'm just going to play this great I mean the whole first half of the book I don't think he mentions winning a football match no, no he doesn't it's, it's true it's so bleak it's like oh yeah, yeah we got beat by Hearts 2-1 then we went away on international duty got turned over by Iceland quick 6-0 drubbing from Holland and then we went back to Motherwell smashing this 4-0 yeah. and in that like, time he's winning, granny- winning games yeah <laughs> my granny lived in the middle of a cesspit where everyone was beating each other up and, oh, oh my god, god. Oh, like, yeah. insert bell insert bell <laughs> <laughs> Um, here's, here is the saddest bit. So we mentioned he has these dreams when he's a kid. I was stuck at the top of a hill and there was a thick forest on one side. No way down that way. On the other side, soldiers glaring at me with their guns ready would march relentlessly up the hill, coming to get me. Night after night, that went on. Closer and closer, I dreamed I was trying to shout out for help, but my tongue felt like it was crispy fried break bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Which shouldn't be funny, but it's, it's really funny. It, it, had gone, it, it had gone rock hard and was almost choking me. I couldn't speak and I would try to pull it out of my mouth. Every night in my life for those awful eight months, I had those horrifying visions. Wow. That is just awful. Imagine very emo being... for a footballer, isn't he? It's very emo. But also, very. Like, if you watched... Okay, genuinely, Tash, if you watched an emo video where it was the lead singer on top of a, on top of a hill and surrounded by a forest and soldiers marching towards him and yes. the, the singer is horrified tries to sing or speak and crispy fried bacon fell out of his mouth <laughs> I mean you're winning every single video award ever obviously yeah. <laughs> it's the VMAs the greatest thing in the world cleaner. yeah yeah that's like a my parade style yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> bacon <laughs> fried tongue it's quite a sort of hefty chapter this one isn't it he, he kind of yeah. he goes into quite a lot of detail about the dreams and it makes you 
sort of leads you on to believe that there's some sort of hidden meaning there or something's happened earlier in his childhood. Mm. Yes. At, at the end of the chapter, he just says, and then the doctors gave me some pills and it was all right. There's nothing. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. It's really anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's you, true. If, if this is the film, it would be like, you know, the only cure is to become captain of Rangers Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that concerned me, actually, was Barry Ferguson has read more football autobiographies than we have, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Jose Mourinho, Roy Keane, Mick Quinn. Yeah. More well-read than us, again, which is, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is worrying. Well, we, what, what are we bringing to this uh, He hasn't read podcast. Hux, though. He hasn't read Hux, as That's far as true. we know. So. Mm. <laughs> I wonder if he read Amoruso's. Oh, good point. That is actually a very good point. I wonder it, yeah. A- Amoruso, uh, resident Rangers expert Tom Coles. Amoruso <laughs> slags off barry a little bit doesn't he because he takes his captaincy uh he doesn't quite slag him off he he, he slags off the decision and says it was the captaincy was given to a sort of 22 year old boy in a quite mm. um integral part to it to their season so it's yep. not barry as such he goes in hard on dick advocate yeah which barry it's, it's actually quite nice to see the other side of the coin here in this book isn't it yeah that's that's a that is a, a terrific segue terrific segue <laughs> tom tom Cole's rangers historian um <laughs> You're right. He like he really likes he really likes Dick Avocat. What do we guys think? Do we change our opinion of uh, Dick Avocat from the way Lorenzo depicted him? Um, wh- what was what was interesting? I thought was there's a bit in Lorenzo's book where he's like, this guy was such a was such a terrible person. What he used to do is he would like we would have these team meetings and we'd have these like team meals, and we could only start eating when he started eating, and we could only leave the table when he'd finished eating, and it was awful. And in Barry Ferguson's book, he's like, it was this great idea what he what he did was we could only start eating when he started eating and we could only leave once he finished all of his food it was great it's so weird how it's the exact same thing and he's like great man management and i can kind of see both of their points because from barry's point of view it's kind of like we're to you know we're a team we're together and and he's the the head dog in this dog pack whereas lorenzo amoruso is probably like i'm a 31 year old man i'm not gonna sit and wait for, <laughs> yeah. for a sad dutchman to finish his food <laughs> <laughs> do you think if uh, Dick Avagat had been eating crispy bacon the whole time Barry would have felt the same <laughs> <True. laughs> traumatised actually to be honest as funny as it is the way he says it it is a big thing to admit and it is quite a nice uh, it is, probably does help some people it does sound yeah. like you went yeah. through something yeah. he's quite open about mental health stuff mm. yeah he is later on when we get to his injury spoiler alert he's very open around that i thought that was quite mm-hmm. refreshing to read because most of the time when we read these books they're like i'm superman and i had three minutes of physio and then i was back <laughs> playing and he's like it was shit and it took ages yes. so that's quite yeah. nice true the more we're talking about this the, I, the more i like it <laughs> which i don't remember <laughs> when i read it liking as much but you're right he does you're, conv- you're convincing me quite a lot with this. I also yeah. like a lot of the stuff with his brother, Derek. Yeah. Um, which I thought was very sweet. His brother, Derek, who played for um, Rangers before he did. I did not realise that his brother played for Rangers at all. Yeah. I, I yeah, really yeah, yeah. felt like that. I didn't realise that he was part of a um, a heritage, as it were. Of Yeah, um... and Alex is his dad. And his, his daughter is in the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> and his aunt is the uh, princess of... No, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like the picture of him with his brother at his 21st. That's yeah, that's, so the 21st is really interesting because, like, he talks about how, you know, he's trying to his make... His 21st birthday. His brother's 21st birthday. Like, yep. 
he's trying to make it as a footballer Barry uh, he's trying you know he's, he wants to be a footballer he wants to play for Rangers but his he's brother, 11 isn't he he's 11 yeah but he's but I think he's you know he, he knows what he wants to do and he knows yeah. who is his he knows what his dreams are at his brother's 21st birthday he has all of these rangers players around like um ali mccoist and yes other rangers players who i should know um but <laughs> like imagine yeah <laughs> rangers, <laughs> rangers expert? like imagine being like 11 and all of your heroes are just turning up at your your brother's yes, uh, your house yeah. for your brother's yeah. birthday it's crazy that kind of pressure is mad and like he must have felt that a lot, you know. He talks about at one point like how um, he didn't have his a, a poster of his favorite player on the wall because his favorite player was like down the the hall from him. Yeah, uh, that's sweet. That's it's really sweet. sweet. But I don't think we had a footballer who's been part of a footballing dynasty on the show, have we so far? Um, I can't think. It's boring. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying to think. I, all the Rangers stuff was pretty interesting. He does love Rangers way too much, though, I think. I think he overcompensates a little bit. Mm. Like, there's a bit where he says, um, he says, at the end of my career, I'm not going to have any other other, other op- opponent players' shirts because he doesn't want to take them. He's like, why would I want them? I've got loads of Rangers shirts. Uh, it's like, like oh, okay. You've got, like, right. you got loads of Rangers shirts, mate. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, at one point, he says, like, I wouldn't want, like, a jersey from a Palmer player. Who cares about Palmer? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, why is he single out Palmer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so rude to Palmer. That's yeah. not the weirdest thing, though. Fuck about Herman his, Crespo. <laughs> his Rangers obsession is really weird because he says that when he dies, he wants to oh, be cremated in a Rangers shirt. I've read the yeah. book that came out four years later. He says that about Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be cremated in Christian Duggery's. Uh... <laughs> I want Duggery to cremate me. <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, just okay, because like, there's there are apologies and there are I love you so much I want to be cremated in your skin. Like, <laughs> it's and this one veers towards the latter. Yeah, you're I, right. Oh, oh yeah, I'd say it veers very strongly towards the latter. Also, another thing. Just just before this little bit I was going to bring up, which kind of shows this off, uh, well, he does love to mention the word foreigner. L- loves to call yeah. people foreigners all the way through the book. But that's by the by. Oh, um, <laughs> make up your own mind of that. And he says, but he also says all the time, I don't want to be considered a bigot, but foreigners. But, um, yeah. but also, um, and, when the foreigners turned up, we'd really yeah. get into them in training. Yeah. Just to see if they had it. Just, yeah, just to yeah. see if they were proper. Sc- and he yeah. talks about how, like, oh, well, obviously, in an ideal world, or every single Rangers player would be Scottish. But, you know, I like foreigners, but in an ideal world, they'll all be Scottish. <laughs> like, oh. That's, that is true. He said when he's a manager, he wants to have an all Scottish team, doesn't I he? Know. Just of really hard working players. I mean, he's he so... can manage Scotland. <laughs> that would be the easiest way to do that. <laughs> yeah, the, the bit which shows um, he cares a little bit too much. I think he's overcompensating. Every time we win a trophy, I'm in that dressing room trying to eat bottles of champagne, and I will see a foreigner in the corner thinking that their captain is not right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what you meant by that. With like trying to eat bottles yeah, of champagne. Yeah, he said trying to eat bottles I, of champagne. What does that mean? Is he I don't angry know. at the champagne? I don't, I don't does know. Does he hate the champagne? <laughs> Is it like, it's foreign muck, I will eat you. Should we, get, should we do it out of context? Oh, yes, yes. please. Oh, Tasha's got something lined up. This book had more dodgy sentences in it than any we've ever read ever i think mm. you're possibly right that's a he really knows weird what sentences. he's doing as well i'm not having that he wrote some of these sentences and he wasn't fully aware of what he was saying because <laughs> yes. listen at this one right <laughs> okay he looked down at me with that dodgy mullet and his porn star mustache and asked is it sore down there welcome to the big man's game son 
<laughs> you can't write that and not know what you're saying. That's from Fifty Shades of Andy Gray. That is definitely from Fifty Shades of Andy Gray. Yeah. Oh, that is deeply, deeply sexual. Wow. That's yeah. hot. Oh. I'll be back in a few minutes, guys. Uh, 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 Rangers expert Tom, I'm going to stop calling you that because you're also a man in your own right. <laughs> I'm not defined by this. Yeah. Um, my one is uh, I survived that trip despite Ian Durant coming out of the darkness and tickling my feet at three in the morning but then slowly but surely I felt like I belonged <laughs> like do, you think, really do you think he, he, he thought yeah do you think it was like midway through the foot tickling he was like yes yes I'm, this is I'm my home <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more just, oh, just to weird. sort of add context to that no context quote is that Ian Durant is a like a 35 year old man at this point and Barry Ferguson I believe is about 20 to 21 which makes this whole thing much creepier doesn't it I mean you are you are breaking the cardinal rule of uh, no context but, but I like it but good context <laughs> if it makes it more weird and sexual than it did yeah. before then I'm all for then it add away yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack uh, what's your out of context sexy quote I got one when I uh, stayed at my grand's place, I would go out onto the veranda, look out over the scheme, and watch the local gangs knocking shite out of each other. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great. That's Scottish so good. <laughs> I just love the idea of like looking out. Look, look at all I survey, and just two guys smashing each other in the face with a bottle. Fantastic. There's one as well that I'm not sure which way round he means it. So I'd like to get some clarity from you guys. Mm-hmm. So, Please. The moment that he first gets announced in the Rangers squad, he says this sentence. Now, does he mean front or back end? I swear. Great start. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what the quote up for Tasha is at the top of the episode now. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I could feel my pants filling up right at that moment. <laughs> Okay. he mean? I, he was I, shitting himself or he was excited i assumed very i obviously assumed it was the the that it was the rear the poop. end the yeah poop i assumed around. it was the poop because he's a very nervous boy uh and he's the seems, juice i don't think it was the juice i don't think i i'm gonna put it out there i don't think barry ferguson i think barry ferguson was, was too stressed to ejaculate at that no, moment but he was very excited about it well, Lorenzo Amoruso might of... be wearing his tight short, tight shorts. <laughs> Sorry, could it be Tom. one of those sorts of excited wees that new puppies do? Like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, at one point he does say, "I was as nervous and excited as a kitten." So, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think we yeah. cracked it. We have cracked it. He's pooping was, and peeing. Was... He's so all three. He's all three at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are you, actually you, yours touched on um, the Scottishisms quite nice because there's some great Scottish Scottishisms. Mm. in the book uh, it does sound like Barry Ferguson talking the whole way through there was one my out of context was I could be playing against Diego Maradona and it wouldn't bother my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great bit and there's uh, the bit with Lorenzo Amoruso like saying I want to take a free kick and um, a penalty a penalty oh it's take a penalty yes. yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, like Amoruso's like I want to take it and Ferguson takes the ball off him and goes fuck off you fud which is great <laughs> <laughs> yeah fud and what's the other one it's Ned, Ned. Ned. yeah Ned. fud and Ned what is a um, Ned I, l- I think like isn't it no- Chav isn't it yeah it, it's, is it? a, it's okay. an acronym it's no it's education it's quite controversial so yeah um, oh yeah 
no education something or no but is he yeah. reclaiming it because he was being called that when he was I don't young know. he was on the wrong uh, th- side of the tracks there's quite oh, a lot of nastiness in this book about the idea of the like the class of scottish media being very like anti ferguson and i think that yes. a lot a lot of the you know a lot of the reputation that he has does come from a sort of idea that he is you know this poor lad from the from the wrong the wrong side of the tracks it's a bit um, like the oc it is <laughs> <laughs> he's ryan he's ryan he's kind of he's not quite sure how to behave in his, his new environment and mm-hmm. he's always trying not, the trouble just keeps following him it keeps following him what, what's happening <laughs> <laughs> well we've uh we've decided to reference one of the niche shows from the early 90s <laughs> uh, okay nichest who's niche i can't niche no one's talked about the OC in, in years. Well, you don't live in my oh, house. come on. Yeah, Tash is, Tash is on my team, right? You, yeah. You know, yeah, we all. I we love the OC. Evil. Exactly. Steph um, Cohen, what? my first dream boyfriend. Very good <laughs> choice. What, what, before Barry? Before Barry. Pre-Barry. Pre-Barry. Although, had oh. I have read this book before, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Pooping and peeing and yeah. coming all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, who wants this week's dramatic reading? Oh, yes, please. Can someone cue the dramatic music, please? (laughs) Cue dramatic music. Thank you very much, Jack. This dramatic reading is called Barry Ferguson Shits Himself in the Chain Ship. No, uh... (laughs) 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 This story is called Bertie Vokes Recreates Braveheart. Here we go. Uh, This is during uh, his Scotland career. Uh, Bertie Vokes, the uh, German manager, took over Mm. Scotland. For a little bit and that's all the context you get here we go i think there were those in the media with agendas against bertie from the start they know who they are and some of the things they did to that man should leave them tossing and turning at night he does this a lot i want to put the bell in there again yeah <laughs> he does that a lot where he kind of like talks about how the media should be disgusted with what they did and yeah. like loads of things sicken him he always talks about how things like oh i was sickened by it i'm sickened by this it's sick this is- this is what I mean about the depressing side. He does yeah. always try to find... Like, this is him playing for his country, and it's quite a happy story in general, but it always yeah. starts off with something that makes you uh, a little bit depressed. Um, <laughs> but I admit there were times when he had a desire to fire us up into the sort of frenzy he had seen in Braveheart, and I couldn't work out what he was up to. Before a Euro 2004 qualifying game against Iceland, we were at our base in Cameron House, and Bertie split us all up into groups. Goalkeepers, defence, midfield, attack. Doesn't need to specify. <laughs> so we could have separate meetings afterwards I walked to with Lambo that's Paul Lambert I think uh, and the rest to find this massive saltier spread out on the floor with Bertie standing next to it he said we will walk out pick this up shake the flag and rouse the crowd <laughs> like a dance coordinator <laughs> like choreographer kind of yeah he sounds like he's doing okay. the cha cha slide step step pivot uh, flag the flag yeah I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I burst out laughing for about 90 seconds solid. <laughs> Specific time. That is a really long time <laughs> yeah. for someone to laugh. Are you quite done? That's Barry? maniacal, isn't it, at that point? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think 10 seconds is a long time to laugh, and we do that a lot on this podcast. <laughs> True. Uh, we haven't done 90 seconds once so far. We've not done... Should we... Should we do that's, our Patreon, that's our <laughs> Patreon content this week. 90 seconds of us laughing. <laughs> it was schoolboy stuff. I just couldn't stop. Lambo and I were decking ourselves. Out of which end? And Bertie's face was getting redder and redder. He was raging. I had to hang, a- I had to hang about until the meetings were finished so that I could apologise. I said, I'm sorry, Bertie. It's just not me. I'm passionate, but I can't do that in front of 53,000 people. He glowered at me and said, we're doing it. 
We did, and I felt like a fool. It was half-hearted, and I just couldn't <laughs> see the point. <laughs> it does sound Aww. rubbish. It does sound it, pretty It does rubbish. sound rubbish, but there's something very sweet about uh, Bertie Votes watching Braveheart and being like, I want to do that. I want that <laughs> to be my team. Was that his research for the job? Yeah, I think <laughs> it like, was. Uh, why are you suitable for this job? Well, I've seen Braveheart a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> all the Braveheart speeches, the call me Muck Bertie, <laughs> were all designed to try and get the fans inside, but it smacked of desperation. He was trying mm. so hard, but that was the point. He had to force it. For me, you don't have to wave flags or scream, Freedom! Or face your, or paint your face to prove yourself as a Scotsman. I know it is there in me. Oh, yeah. Aww. That's a shame. Oh, poor McBertie. McBertie sounds like a... Um, uh, a very disgusting burger, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> a burger that would immediately give you uh, all kinds of intestinal problems. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't sound good. You know good. when sort of McDonald's move into sort of different countries and they get their yeah. own like, <laughs> Japanese soy burger or whatever. Yeah. The, yeah. German yeah. the German one. The German. Enjoy the McBertie. <laughs> Bless him. I think there's something very sweet about this man. Uh, Bertie Vogues, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Lovely Bertie Vogues. Uh, yeah. Trying to be Scottish, I could just imagine him listening to the Proclaimers and trying to get it, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or just like yeah, like watching, watching train Billy... spotting and shitting Wh- himself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is what the Scots like to do. I don't know why he sounds like Dracula. I'm sorry. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There is quite a fun section when, just when he gets made captain, where someone writes a C in jam on his napkin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's, that's true. Really is that funny. A, that's that's at Rangers, right? Or is it Scotland? That, no, it's at Rangers because yeah. it's just after um, it's been taken off Lorenzo Amoruso, yeah. and Barry has to work out how to react yeah. uh, because he <laughs> so can see like Lorenzo looking at him. So he has to kind of go like, ha 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 ha! How funny! <laughs> and he laughed for ninety seconds straight. Uh, <laughs> Do you have to eat that napkin out of like tonight? Like this? Yes. <laughs> so I'm right. See and jam on a napkin. Lick it off. <laughs> That napkin will be stuffed in his mouth when he's cremated. Okay. <laughs> Disgusting. Talking of uh, friendships in the uh, dressing room, he doesn't really talk about his best mate, as he mentioned at the beginning, is his brother, really, which is nice. It's very sweet and totally understandable. However, some of his uh, friendships are a bit strange. He doesn't really talk about any close friends from the game or anything, or even from growing up. His best mates, as he mentions in the book uh, a guy who fitted the alarms in his house <laughs> he doesn't give half of them names does he no he doesn't give them names that's, that's very true <laughs> Tash what are you talking about that's alarmy my old pal <laughs> alarmy um, his other close friends are the guy who owns one of the Indians uh, at the beginning <laughs> that he, he throws a credit to uh, and uh, in one of the most famous scenes which I know Tom wants to talk about one of his friends involved in it is uh, who he only refers to as his gardener doesn't no name just my my friend <laughs> the gardener is <laughs> basically that and that is a, a um a scene called the battle of bothwell bridge which is quite mm. dramatic and it would have made a good dramatic reading but it, yeah it wasn't about braveheart yeah. <laughs> uh, also but, the, the the we the point of the dramatic reading is never to actually be dramatic that's Not very to, true but yeah he gets terrible his, when they're dramatic he gets bottled I mean, it's quite a humdrum footballer's autobiography before this, isn't it? It's very yeah. sort of, you know, stories of the dressing room, you know, lads on tour sort of stuff. And then you turn the page to the Battle of Bothwell Bridge and immediately he gets glassed in the face. <laughs> I think he needs like 35 stitches or something. Mm. And then there's people swinging belt buckles around their heads. It's yeah. Like a off yeah. Brawl. It, it was a battle. lumps yeah. up each other. Yeah. It's a real change of pace, isn't it? It's a real, like... Hold on, it, this is a different this is a different thing altogether, isn't it? Yeah, and his gardener's getting absolutely destroyed. <laughs> yeah. His gardener's, gardener's name. The reason yeah. why it all happens is he he goes back to save his gardener, basically. His gardener like, gets yeah. taken down and someone goes, No, Barry, don't go back and he does. I've got to save my gardener. What yeah. what is weird about that is he says, like, I shouldn't have been out because it's just after they've lost six two to Celtic and he'd yeah. been sent off in the match um for <laughs> Uh, a bit of deliberate handball which is ridiculous in itself um like he he's out and he's he's trying to drown his sorrows and he says like i shouldn't have been out i definitely should have been out but then two people started going after my gardener and i was like i'm not standing for that i gotta go and save my gardener and <laughs> and later on when he talks to to dick advocate dick advocate's like you know explain yourself why did you do this he was like i had to save my gardener like you can shout at me all you like for being out there but you can yeah. never shout at me for saving my gardener as if like Dick Advocat's like you should have left your fucking gardener leave that's the bra- gardener that's the Braveheart spirit that Bertie Vogts was trying to instill yeah. in him yeah. it's fine. always save your gardeners I'll let the alarm guy get his head kicked in fine never the gardener <laughs> I've got rules every yeah. man's got to have the a alar- code the alarms are done now but my garden's going to keep growing so yeah. <laughs> um also there's a great footnote at the end of uh, this this chapter which jack loves 
I love uh, the footnote so much. The real Battle of Bothwell Bridge happened in 1679, when a force <laughs> of 10,000 government forces, led by the Duke of Monmouth and Graham of Claverhouse, dispersed 6,000 Covenanters who had gathered at Hamilton. There was no old firm game that day. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> is that the only think, footnote in the book as well? I think yeah. it is. I think, I think yeah. it is. It's the only, do you know what? Exception for that one. And, and I'm glad they did. I'm properly, yeah, properly glad they did. Um, I, I, I read that this book was meant to be a just a, a historical story about the Battle of Bothwell Bridge. That's what it was going to be, and then <laughs> ends up being an autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to Blackburn. The one little bit where he moves away, uh, which he dwells on for as little time as he possibly can, because this is all about rangers. He has to mm. say sorry to rangers. My favourite revelation from it is that Graham Soonis is even weirder than we thought. Uh, <laughs> please don't kill us, Graham. Uh, but... There's this quote at Blackburn. Graham Soonis would tell me how he could literally sleep standing up, and I'd envy him because you need to be able to recharge your body at this level. Oh, he's a there vampire. Are two, <laughs> there are two weird things about that. One is the fact that Graham Soonis can sleep standing up. The second that that's something that Barry Ferguson thinks is really cool and good. <laughs> yeah, oh, cool, sweet man. <laughs> oh man, I wish I could sleep standing up. I, I, you would have said that so intensely. So I can literally sleep standing up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know why I won the body's beautiful competition at Butlins? <laughs> For my sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, 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 really horrible. But the, um, the, this this bit is, and and I think because Tom talks about how like he hates Blackburn. He he in this bit he tries very hard to say that he doesn't hate Blackburn, but he's yes. very rude about Blackburn throughout mm. this. Like this yeah. bit, like in a backhanded way. He's like when they play Bolton, which is the biggest match. You know, Bolton v Blackburn is this huge like old rivalry yeah. between these two well it is it is a big right Go, I, I can see why going from the old firm to that is rubbish Ab- absolutely but he's very rude about it he's like they were all on the bus really happy that they'd beaten some shitty team called Bolton I don't know if you've heard of Bolton <laughs> am I saying that right Bolton Wanderers and I was some wanker like, called JJ Akotcha was yeah. <laughs> Prick Kevin Nolan. Full of stuff like that, though, isn't it? He'll start by saying, "You know, I'm uh, I'm not being rude about Blackburn at all," and then immediately goes on to be rude about Blackburn. Yeah. And he says <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've been mischaracterised in the press as a drunk. I'm not a drunk, but, you know, I love a drink. Uh, <laughs> and it's all the way through the book. He says he's not doing something and immediately does it. It's incredible. And at Blackburn, he suffers a horrible injury. Horrible injury. Uh, at, at, <coughs> at, at Newcastle, yeah. Against Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, against yeah. Newcastle, yeah. He says something like, you can tell it's bad because even Graham Smith was like, oh, fuck. It's a really funny like image where he's, because he's lying on the floor. It's, uh, he says it's something like his kneecap just pops. Also, though, there's an unlikely angel who looks after him at this point. Uh, do you remember who it is? <laughs> it's Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy Craig is the person who kind of looks after him. He <laughs> even says that Gr- Bellamy's a bit of a wanker when he's at Celtic, but he respects him because it's a bit like... Um, was it Veronica who mopped Jesus's forehead when he's carrying the um, when he's carrying the cross? Uh, what is with your Christ references this week? What are you trying to do to us? Uh, I was in, in, a, panic- in a book that's already like huge about sectarianism and like bigotry. You're like, I've oh, just throw some some Jesus references in there. Whoever the fans is, loves that. Jesus's forehead. Craig Bellamy is that person. I was in a, I was in a panic before the drugs kicked in. Then I looked to the side and saw a guy trying to feed me a bottle of Lucasade to calm me down. It was Newcastle's Craig Bellamy who wasn't playing that day. And when our paths crossed again in welfare matches, I couldn't ever hate him. Oh, if I'd, if I'd snapped my knee in half, I wouldn't want someone shoving Luke's- a Lucasade bottle <laughs> in my face. <laughs> Got a bit of that on the drip, put a bit of that on the knee. It's the sort of thing children do, isn't it? You hurt yourself when they bring over like a Lego brick to sort of make yeah. you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, actually, that reminds me. I di- my my sister once like cut her leg open like with a when a like a glass table broke, and I was horrified and ran through the house screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and then I only stopped screaming to run up to her and go, "Do you want a glass of water?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is yeah, you're right. Craig Bellamy is a four year old child. That Good. also sounds like something that Graham Sooners would do as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> run around screaming, run, run around screaming, and then go. I can sleep standing up. <laughs> <laughs> we all loved Marvin Andrews at the end, uh, the Trinidad and Tobago uh, centre back who played for for Rangers. Who? Uh, what does he say? He says something along the lines of, "Don't worry, Barry. God will heal your nose after after um, after he smashes Barry Ferguson's nose open or something." But this Marvin character sounds incredible. He carried on playing just through like um, he needed to have. He did his cruise shit or something, didn't I mean, he? There's, there's some there's some truth in the God will heal it issue isn't there with the nose because Marvin Andrews yeah he tears his cruise ship ligament and, and it just refuses, keeps playing refuses to get surgery continues yeah. playing he goes to see someone I believe called Pastor Joe um, <laughs> yeah I think it is yeah <laughs> who rather than telling him to get to a hospital immediately gives him some sort of ointment that he has gives him Lucozade <laughs> gives him some Lucozade <laughs> <laughs> It gives him an ointment that he then rubs on his knee before every training session on a torn cruise ship. And yes. the maddest thing of this, it worked. It yeah, well, it, somehow it worked. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine he was screaming the whole way through his career. Yeah, but, I mean, um, he can't walk now, sure. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he played that game against Kilmarnock. Guys, Ken is back with another chant about an Yay. old footballer. We excited? Boom, yes. Yeah. We haven't had a little Ken chant for a couple of weeks. Is it a Rangers um, player? No, actually, Tom, you're not interested. It is, oh, you will be. It's a Newcastle <laughs> player. It's a former Ooh. Newcastle player we got this week. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's per- he's perked up a little bit now. <laughs> 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 um, to the chants. Tune- <laughs> 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 uh, this is a running joke I do not like. <laughs> uh, to the tune of Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire. Here we go. See if I can do this justice. Oh. Yeah, to Murray Cat's Bye, our favourite bold Newcastle striker. <laughs> oh, it works. That's great. That's so good. good. Right. He's oh. back with a bang. But then the book ends. <laughs> well, actually, I say it ends. There's a few things about. Um, how he reveals he wants to be a fireman <laughs> that's so great the future, i love that bit. <laughs> he, yeah. he reveals that bit in a chapter where he's talking about how much he loves his like family he's saying like, oh my <laughs> yeah. family mm. my family are great also i'd like to run into fire <laughs> <laughs> it is it's a bit like to it's like one of those things like maybe i could just be a fireman one day maybe i could be a rapper maybe i could be <laughs> He's really desperate to sort of paint himself as a hard man throughout the entire book, isn't yeah. he? And even after the yeah. fireman bit, he says, I think True. it's just because I'm obsessed with danger. Or something, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something equally embarrassing. Yeah, it, it is something like that. There's a lot of stuff about uh, his wife, as you mentioned. He makes a very strange comment about her later on as well, where there's a picture of her in the book. She's a very beautiful lady. Yes. And mm. he says something like, 
I'm no David Beckham. I look in the mirror and I know I'm no David Beckham. And she's no Victoria either. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. <What>? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he was slagging them off because they're not like these big media personalities. They don't try and play the Maybe, public but personality. That's the sensitive version it of it. Was... Yeah, I think Tasha, yeah. you can definitely read it as definitely. like, yeah, my wife right. is disgusting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> talking of disgusting... Uh, I'm going to carry on my uh, crusade against footballers talking about birth in too much details. I know, Tash, you love these things and you don't want them to go. I love it. I love Uh, it. I know you love talking about vaginas. Uh, So in the last month of Margaret's pregnancy with Carl was hellish. She had a low-lying placenta. I don't want to read that. I didn't read this book to hear about Barry Ferguson's wife's low-lying placenta. (laughs) I don't know why I read it, but it wasn't for that. There's some bits in the book that are so low on detail, and others where you go, that's just less detail. Yeah, Barry, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and he sort of goes, I don't want my, uh, I don't want my family to be subject to you know media scrutiny at all. I want to keep them out of the limelight. And then he's banging on about his wife's low line placenta. Which is it, Barry? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah, you either let people um, into your life, let them see your your wedding, or yeah. you leave out your stuff about your low line placenta. Yeah. 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 Can't have yeah. your cake and eat it. <laughs> and in that same vein, he does the thing in that Beckham bit where he says, you know, people have said I'm the David Beckham of Scottish football. Uh, I'm not that. And then he, he goes, you know what? There are a few similarities. <laughs> yeah. <It's just> like, <laughs> My favourite one is that... Um, David Beckham has OCD and he's got MBS, messy bastard syndrome. So. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> casually making fun of... Uh, yeah. so shit. I, re- I really struggled yeah. with questions for the quiz this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does MBS stand oh, for? Gone. <laughs> um, talking I, of MBS... Oh, okay. What about MBEs? Out the oh, Jack, I, I have no idea wait. what your book ends with because it could end it with does, all kinds of things. Does it end with I, the MBE? Mine, mine ends with the MBE. Like on literally the last page, there is nothing else after this bit of the book. I don't know if it's the same in the paperback. It literally goes from talking about the Queen saying it was so nice of the Queen to give me an MBE to the cover of the other side of the book. It's done. It's so like abrupt. <laughs> yes, it, it is very quick. And also the thing I want to pick a bone with it, every every chapter starts with um, a little pull quote at the top, which mm-hmm. kind of comes from in there. Uh, and the one that's at the top is this: "Is I now pronounce you a member of the Order of the British Empire, Her Majesty the Queen." However, as he mm. reveals a couple of pages later, he never even met the Queen. So that is not a real quote. <laughs> He's used a fake quote at that, that moment, as far as I can tell. Speaking of fake quotes, there's one that reeks of being fake earlier on, where it's from his. <laughs> It's from a school teacher, not even a name, just a school teacher, and it reads like something from a sort of cliched Ken Loach film, where it's like, <laughs> Barry's son, you better give up football, you'll never make it. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. Buck- buckle down and fly right, and all that. <laughs> it's so clearly made up. It's like so definitely yes. narrativization of it. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. That is a very, yeah. Maybe he does he does pick and choose them a little bit. But you you'll know, never get the number six jersey for Rangers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Someone who'll get an MBE? <laughs> get out of here. You'll never leave for Blackburn Rovers and then come back after 17 months. <laughs> and then go again. Uh, and then Birmingham go again to Birmingham later. and yeah. then later on to Blackpool before finishing a career at Kelty Rovers. <laughs> That'll never happen! <laughs> and that was the life and... That was blue. The life and times of Harry <laughs> Did... Oh! 
before we do the did this but change you tash i feel like you've been uh about to burst the whole way through you want to give us no, this revelation no, no. there's just a i was doing some research i was doing some googling and it actually ties into jack's version of the book because he in 2013 barry ferguson tried to right the wrongs um against himself and yes. he wrote an article about an incident in 2006 when their article was titled me paul le guen and the loch ness monster munch have Whoa. you read this no no i title. haven't and and he didn't so, he doesn't go into paul le guen that much i'm really f- curious what's going on it's no so uh, scottish um, drunk hates blackburn but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite catchy um, yeah. So I pulled out just a choice quote from it because I think it sums the whole thing up. But basically, it's about why they didn't get on. And he summarizes it in this one paragraph. Yes, okay, I might have eaten the occasional packet of Monster Munch, which might have been against his nutritional rules. But come on, for God's sake, listen, I'm all for players looking after themselves and eating well. But no one's telling me a packet of pickled onion now and again takes years <laughs> off your career. He's talking nonsense. Ignore him. This is, is on a daily record. <laughs> is that why he lost his captaincy? Seven years later. Yes, seven Jeez. years wow. later. He's waited a long time to get that off his chest. Yeah. Are you sure that's not Matt Letizia? <laughs> it sounds like Letizia. <laughs> did this book change you? Rangers expert Tom. Oh, did it change me? Did uh, did it feel the front or back of my pants? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that, the new, is that the new question we're asking? <laughs> um, well, so, in, this last week I've been also reading a book about uh, stoicism, which... Briefly. You're not allowed to read other books. And also, that's uh... really briefly is about sort of keeping calm and uh, like not worrying about stuff you can't change. And, and part of it is setting yourself these things called stoic challenges, uh-huh. which are setting yourself un- uh, intentionally unpleasant experiences to sort yeah. of strengthen your resolve. So what I'm sort of saying is blue the life and times of Barry Ferguson <laughs> for the last four days was my stoic challenge. It was so dull. Um, <laughs> until there's like really extreme violence of sort of uh, Clockwork Orange style in the middle in the Battle With of the Bothwell, Bothwell yeah. Bridge um, but yeah it did not change my life um, for the better I should say okay um, but it taught so. you it taught you uh, to remain calmer or something yeah it, it taught me to, you know to sort of how to handle difficult scenarios adversity uh, such as Ooh. reading books like this this is, this, wait, you're going through adversity to great heights. <laughs> you're Darren Huckabee. You are Darren Huckabee right now. Yeah. Wow. Jack, did, you, did it change you? Uh, I think it changed my perception of, of like the difference between a hardback and a paperback. Back. Like, <laughs> That's true. In, the, true. in the sense that a book can change so dramatically. And also, like it really matters what when you release your book. Like, yes. The, this book could have been entirely different. If he'd, oh. if, he'd, if he'd done it after the crispy bacon tongue, that's all we'd be talking about. Wait, what you mean he was 11? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I that, like, that... He, like, the idea of like when you pick and choose when you do your autobiography, you should basically always do it at the end of your career. There's no point yeah, in doing I agree. it any other time. And he had a, he had a, he had a, well, a really good career, and he went on to play for a lot of different clubs, and he went on yeah. to beat Arsenal in the League yeah. Cup final in Yeah, why are we talking about great. Why are we talking <laughs> about Okay. <laughs> and I think in some sense, like he's, he's sort of both hard as nails and really fragile, and it's all through the book, I yeah. think he just wants some sort of form of validation. He wants yeah. to be told he's good or told he's great. Um, 
And actually, I think that MBE seemed to give it to him. So, you know, I'm That's pleased true. he's happy. I think he's and then it but got then I, ripped I, away I, by Paul Le Guin <laughs> immediately afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just very quickly, I think he really wants validation from the Rangers fans, and that's something mm. he never quite yeah. gets. And That's quite that's sad. true. Well, he did it initially, and then he lost yeah, it when he, he went to Blackburn. Lost it, yeah. Yeah. True. He th- yeah, he threw it away. Tash, did the book change you? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I'll keep, keep it quick. <laughs> Perfect. Sorry. Um, Sorry, I, I took all your time up wanging on about stoicism for no reason. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. I can say it all in one word. Absolutely yeah. not. Oh, there's two words. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm kind of the same. Mark's out of ten. Jack. Six. Yep. I'm going to say six as well. Tom. Six. Oh, no. Um, four. Okay. Oh. I'm going to say six. Five. Uh, 12, 17, 21. Oh, that's five and a quarter again, right? Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Same, that's our new score. Uh, same as Latisse. Yeah, exactly the same as Latisse. Um, okay. Thank you for reading that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> time, now, uh, time now for the fun part. Uh, the quiz. Uh, for the quiz this week, you're all named after other famous Fergusons. So, Tom, you're Sir Alex. Tash, you're Sarah Ferguson. Jack, you're Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. Okay? Okay. Love it. Question number one. What did Barry and his fellow players give a night porter money to buy on a drunken night out? Sir Alex. Oh, is it a guitar? It is a guitar. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's such a funny bit because he comes back and they, they buy him a guitar. They buy a guitar to say, please, you've got to buy us a guitar. And then he's like, and it's amazing. The guy I was with just breaks out to a, an amazing version of Wonderwall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's this obscure, bizarre thought. I don't know if you've heard of it. Have you heard of What's it Wonderwall? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He then moved on to Kumbaya. It was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then... And then <laughs> Ian Durant just wraps it around a lamppost. Yeah, yeah. someone smashes it. Someone smashes <laughs> it. Yeah, the pieces. Little animal house. Question number two: Which two players does Barry expect to walk into the Scotland Hall of Fame in the future? Ooh. Two young players when he's writing the book. Oh, um, uh, play from the Black Eyed Yep. Alan Hutton. Nope. One uh, player for United. One player for Everton. Oh, oh, um, uh, from the Black Eyed Peas. Yep. Uh, Darren Fletcher. Darren Fletcher, the United one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. And the Everton one. Oh, God. This is so hard and dull. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to get it. James McFadden is the answer. James oh, McFadden, yeah, there you go. Of course. Uh, I can't do the messy bastard syndrome. Thanks, Tash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who does Barry room with when he first gets in the Rangers team? Oh, Sir um, Alex. Sir Alex ah, is in quick. Damn it. Uh, Arthur Newman is correct. Ooh. Tom Coles. He's, he's doing he's, You've paid attention he to this is. book. Rangers yeah. expert. Uh, <laughs> that stoicism book must be pretty good as well. yeah. um, number f- and finally what prank does Gaza play on Gordon Jury you're not going to get it no. it involves an animal oh oh uh, poking the black eyed peas yeah you can get half a point uh, um, it, yeah, it. well it's still not going to win though should I barely do it should I um, okay. he puts, he puts a, no 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 he puts a fish yeah. under his um, under his um, well, the, yeah. the, the, the floor of the car, car. Yeah. yeah that's correct yeah. hides it uh, so it stinks uh, Tom Coles you won Hey. Well done. Max Ferguson really winning nice. again. Sir Alex Ferguson, oh. yeah. Yeah, Uber <laughs> and Cheat. Jack have yeah. some thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks for coming back on, Tom. Oh, next time we do, um, I don't know, Ali McCoy's book, you can come on. <laughs> again. The, the great thing is I tried to think of a single Rangers player there. Couldn't come up with one. Anyone has any thoughts on the book or any questions for us, message us at Footy Book Club on Twitter, Football Book Club on Instagram, or on Facebook. Review the podcast, subscribe, follow us. Any last words? Sickening. Fud. Did we say <laughs> fud. Yeah. You sickening fud.
Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Natasha Daniels, Jack Bernhardt, and Tom Coles. It was produced and created by James Bug. Thanks to Barry for writing the book, but where are they all now? Well, Barry is now the manager of Scottish non-league club Kelty Hearts, where every game makes them run out with a Scotland flag and yell freedom, as Bertie Vogues once taught him. He gets so excited by it, he... Never mind. Graham Sooners can now not just sleep standing up, but also while running, swimming, and slagging off Paul Pogba. Impressive. Lorenzo Amoruso genuinely recently went on the Italian version of Love Island, of course, he did. Bertie Vogues went on to become the USA's technical advisor, where he made the players watch ball on the 4th of July every night. The OC ran for four years on Fox, winning 12 Teen Choice Awards, and much like St. Veronica, Craig Bellamy was made a saint for his LucasAid-based miracles. We'll see you next week for more Football Book Club. Please review and subscribe. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.